It started out innocuous enough. We were out at Camp Hanover where I was serving as the pastor in residence for a week. Uh, My whole family was there with me. And I had been off, um, I think, at the climbing wall. And then we'd done a Bible study or something there. And so the kids in that group went, went back to their we're going back to where they were living, and, and it was, I don't know, probably half an hour until dinner time. And it was pretty warm that day, you know, and, but I thought, you know, I, I need to get, I'm going to get a little run in before dinner. And I knew that there was a path that went up and around, like, the largest part of Camp Hanover, across the, across the lake and the stream, and up and around, and, and all of that. And so I was right by the start of it, so I I took off, and I'm watching, I'm watching the, the markings on the trees. How many of you uh, walk paths where they, where they mark the path? Okay, right. So you know they have hash marks about what trail you're following, maybe different colors. Um, the unfortunate thing for me is oftentimes they mark things in red and green, and I'm red-green colorblind, so very unhelpful. But these were, I think, marked in like white and, and, and some other color. And so I'm trundling along just fine, just fine, all of that. And all of a sudden, I realize there's no markings. There's no path. And I turn around, of course, thinking, oh, I'll just go back the way I came. There's no markings back the other way. And it had zigzagged enough, and it wasn't well enough, hadn't been walked well enough for me to be able to find my way by looking back on the backside of trees. So, I have... No water. I have no phone. I have a backpack on with a Bible in it. No compass, no, no anything. I have the sun. Thank you. Thank you. The sun's still up. So I'm like, well, I'm just going gonna, gonna to try to figure out my way. And, and so I, I continue on. I thought, well, maybe, maybe I'll just I'll find the path up here again. Well, not so much. So in my mind, I'm drawing a map of what I know about Hanover County. Not much. And, and so I begin to look at the sun and I, say, I, think, I go, I think there's a road over this way. So I'm just going to head that direction because I know my directions in relationship to the sun. And I head that direction and I'll find, I'll find a road. I'll find a road. So I just keep going. And I experienced all kinds of unexpected things. I found a place where they were logging. I found some other farmer's field. I found, I kept thinking somebody's going to shoot me because I'm crossing somebody's, you know, property line and I don't even know it, you know. These are all the things that are going through my head on this unexpected journey. And then finally, I see an opening and there's the highway or a road anyway that's paved. So I get up there and I'm thinking, okay, now where am I? Do I go this way or this way? Well, I looked at the sun and I thought, okay, I think this one goes up this way and then meets another road. So I start running again. And I didn't tell you that I was wearing a big, like a big um, Panama hat, like with a big brim, you know. I've got like a button-down shirt on that's sort of a fishing shirt. I'm wearing like khaki shorts, you know, and running shoes. So did anyone stop? to ask what I was doing along the road? No. Did I wave anybody down? No. I'm out in the middle of Hanover County. I don't know anybody. I don't know what's, you know. So I run. So 
I did end up making it back to another T in the road and said, okay, well, I think this is this road. I went back that way. And I ended up making it back into Camp Hanover. I think I ran about 10 miles. I got a great run in, let me tell you. The Bible in my backpack was completely soaked with my sweat by the time that I was done. I mean, that was a real unexpected journey. I was late for dinner. My family was like, well, we just started to wonder where you were. (laughs) Really? Thanks a lot. But you know, uncertainty, being uncertain about things is not something that we um, order from Amazon for prime two-day shipping, is it? I mean, it's just not something that that we really like to have delivered to us. Now, we don't mind unexpected things if... And, and if we like them, what do we call unexpected things when they come our way that we like? Surprises. Very good. You guys are on it. And we call them surprises. But generally, unexpected things are not surprises. They are, they are things that we really don't want in our lives. And all of you have experienced them. Maybe, maybe it was, you know, your doctor found a lump. Maybe your PSA test came back the wrong direction. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe you know, uh, if you were pregnant, you know, they did a test on the baby and something looked a little wonky. Maybe you're waiting for, for a test uh, to come back to see what the next um, plan of action is. We all know what uncertainty is. We all know what uncertainty is. And oftentimes what we do, because our world is designed this way, is we lock up. We hunker down. We try to get more certain about everything. And so often the path then shuts down as well. Because it's very hard for us to learn and be open to what is coming when, when we are shut down, when we close ourselves off to what the potential might be in the midst of uncertainty. I mean, I'm not saying that every uncertainty turns out with some sort of great lesson or some sort of great outcome. Sometimes it does. Sometimes something that looks really bad turns out to be really good. How many of you have ever been fired or lost a job and thought, this is the end? Raise your hand. Okay, good. You've all been employed the whole time. Okay, well, there are people out there who, when they've lost a job, have thought, this is the end. Like, what am I going to do? I don't know. And then later they realize it was the best gift they could have been given because it forced them to reimagine what they were doing and begin to enter into life in a very different way. There are gifts in the dark woods of uncertainty. In the Bible, it's filled with uncertainty. In the the very beginning of the story of God with Abraham, God says, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make of you a great nation. But he never tells him where he's going. He just says, go where I send you. He never says where that ultimately will end up. And not, not never, but in the beginning, he doesn't say where that's going to end up. But what does Abraham do? He goes. Do you think he was probably a little uncertain at some points about what he was going to do? You bet. 
even at one time he was so uncertain that he pretended that his wife was his sister and tried to marry her off to one of the rulers of the land because he was afraid, he was uncertain that he would be treated well by this ruler if he didn't. God was not very happy about that, by the way, but that's, so don't, so guys, don't be thinking about doing that if you're uncertain, okay? Don't be married, don't be passing off your wife as your sister. Can you, you imagine that perhaps the disciples at certain points with Jesus, especially when they say, well, you're the Messiah, you're the chosen one. And then he says, yeah, and I'll be killed. And in three days, I'll be raised again. Do you think that they might have been a little uncertain? Well, they were so uncertain at at one point that they decided that they wanted to try to, to make sure to get some certainty. And so three of them talked to Jesus and said, hey, will you name who's going to be your, your number one lieutenant and your number two lieutenant when you come into your glory? They wanted certainty about the path. And there are gifts in the dark woods of uncertainty. And the one gift that we know of for sure is that throughout the Scripture, throughout our throughout the story of God with God's people is that God is in the midst of that uncertainty. Sometimes God feels hidden. God feels far away. But as we read through through the story of God with God's people, we find that God has been there all along, even when we did not see him. The Apostle Paul writes about this in in 1 Corinthians, he, in, in, in his famous uh, chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, he writes about, does anybody know 1 Corinthians 13? Does anybody know what that chapter's called? The love chapter, yeah. We use it in weddings all the time, completely inappropriate use of it, actually. But we use it in weddings all the time. It's actually about God with God's people and God's with God's community, but that's a whole other thing um, that, we, that I can go on about, about later. But he talks about in that, he, he, he talks about this love chapter, and then, and then he says, when I was an infant, this is a different, this is a different version, so, but I'll read this first. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now, we see in a mirror dimly but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. God knows us utterly and completely and thoroughly. And so in those, uh, in those unexpected times, in those times of uncertainty, God knows what our needs are. And if we can begin to develop trust and faith in the midst of those times of uncertainty, we can be opened up to a new path, to a new way of understanding God and understanding ourselves. In the book, Gifts of the Dark Wood, he he calls that living wholeheartedly, that we would enter into all things with our whole heart and mind and spirit. 
That even in the times when we are scared, when we feel alone, we can say, I don't know. God, you know. There are gifts in the dark wood of uncertainty. And so what do we do? What do we do then if we, if we know that we are going to see in this mirror dimly? The word there is the word that, that we end up translating into the word enigma. And enigma is really often a mystery. We look into God and we see dimly because it is a, God is a mystery to us. And that doesn't mean we should quit trying to understand God. A mystery is something that has so much meaning, you can't ever plumb its depths. You keep finding meaning after meaning after meaning in God. And so we can look into that mirror dimly, into that mystery, and instead of uh, being flummoxed, you know, being frustrated, we can begin to say, what is the next thing I'm going to learn But until we see God completely and understand what that means, Paul has some words for us. But right now, until that completeness, until we know God completely, we have three things to do to lead us toward that consummation. Trust steadily in God. Hope unswervingly. Love extravagantly. I'm going to say that again. Trust steadily in God. Hope unswervingly. Love extravagantly. Faith, hope, and love. These three, you might have heard it said. That is how we meet uncertainty to find the gifts in the dark wood.